You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. It's your co-host, Danny. Fans, we got a full show for you today. NFL Playoffs. It is here. And oh boy, what a shocker, man. Danny, I did not see this coming. The Green Bay Packers beat the Cowboys 48-32. to It wasn't even that close. I would say 48-16 with about, what, six minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Love goes 16 for 21, 272 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, perfect QBR rating, uh, perfect rating. This was just a pure dominant performance. I didn't see it coming. I thought it was going to be a high scoring on both sides of the ball by both teams, actually, and with the Cowboys actually winning. And it's not so much the question of where's my faith. It was more so a matter of we're talking about the youngest team in the NFL, the youngest team in NFL history making the playoffs. And they come into Dallas's home and acts like it's their home. Aaron Jones goes for 21 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, pure dominant performance and I'll just say this. To me, the Dallas Cowboys did not exploit the Green Bay Packers' weakness in the defense, and that's in the middle of the field. They tried to for the Packers to win the toss and take the ball first offensively. I think that was a key decision. Cowboys can't play that well from playing from behind, and the Packers showed that. Just a mixture of weapons that the Packers had on offense. You have Dobbs, you have Musgraves, Wicks, you have Aaron Jones, you have Christian Watson, you have Bo Melton. I mean, you have, and, and Reed, you have some weapons here that the Packers are growing with. And this is a pure dominant performance, Danny. I got some more to say about this, but what do you have to say about this game? Some doubt set in at the beginning as soon as Green Bay scored. Uh, I don't know why, but it's one of those things where they didn't look scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't look intimidated, and Dallas couldn't get to Jordan Love mm-hmm. throughout the whole game. And another thing, to uh, truth be told, is Aaron Jones is fresh. He missed most of the season. So sure yep. When you're playing against a team, you know, all these teams that have been playing all these games, 18, 19 games, whatever it is, they're worn down, especially, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. And you have someone in, it's a top-tier running back, hate to say it, but he is, mm-hmm. and he's missed all year. You you get a bonus chip here. Yep. And yeah. if someone, and that's where I think if he would have been involved more in the season, that may have helped them. Um, from a Sandings perspective, mm-hmm. they're playing with house money. And I look out on the Dallas side of the ball, there are no adjustments made. These dudes are running wide. I mean, the ball was just floating. Wide open, man. 
I mean, there are a couple of times I'm like, man, are these cats on like the other side, other in, uh, out of bounds and running across because Jordan Love was floating the ball up and Dallas was so out of position because those should have been interceptions. You got to give it to their offensive line for at least holding back Dallas where he had enough time to get the ball off. Yeah, they surprised me. and But you saw that too with you see Dak and he started pressing and, you know, him and C.D. Lamb. Then they finally got on the same page, but it was too late. And, yeah, Dallas blew a big opportunity, man, this year, especially with the season they had. And now Green Bay's playing with house money going into San Francisco. And let me just to add to this, Danny, I think the question that comes up, in my opinion, is did the Green Bay Packers organization make the right decision? with going with Jordan Love as opposed to uh, another year with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no one could have predicted what happened to Aaron Rodgers, him getting hurt, whatever the case may be. Well, let me just say, tell you, it really feels like Jordan Love took some great notes from some great. I mean, it, mm -hmm. he looked very similar to Aaron Rodgers, whether it's going off of both feet or – just how he was throwing. I mean, it was very similar there. And the question is, did the Packers organization make the right choice? The B clause to that the, is, or was it more so a matter of how they did it? Mm -hmm. I think they made the right choice, but I think it was how they did it. You don't treat, in my opinion, players veteran players at that who won you a championship, kept you in a championship conversation over the years, um, who put their bodies on the line. Yes, they got paid for it. Don't get me wrong. But you don't treat players like that the way that you do, mm -hmm. the way that you did. And I just felt like it was the how the Packers organization treated them. But, man, they saw something in Jordan Love that we just didn't see, whether it was in spot duty or or in preseason games. Um, and I'll say this, too. The Packers organization did not draft wide receivers for Aaron Rodgers. So imagine if Aaron Rodgers had this receiving core, right? Mm -hmm. You wonder, what if? I guess we're getting that to some degree with Jordan Love, and they're growing together, and they're under rookie contracts, that being the wide receivers. Uh, Jordan Love is about to come up on another probably contract, but they're growing together. So the experience that this young team has got has received in this first game, they can milk this into motivation in, into next year. And I say that because – I don't know what's going to happen against the 49ers. I think that's a different beast. 49ers have time, and the fleur comes from the Shanahan coaching tree. So I think it's going to be like for like there. And I think defensively, uh, again, our defensive weak spot is in the middle of the field. I think uh, 49ers is going to exploit that to high heavens. What say you, Danny? As far as the young receivers – with Aaron Rodgers, he would have wanted veterans on the team 
that he trusted, like the Lazars and the cop, like what he brought to the Jets, which stunts the growth of the, the younger players. So it was a win-win. You know, this is a rebuilding year, and for them to win the way they did, that's a plus for them. And looking at this 49ers game, you know, the 49ers had – this is a little different. The Packers have the Cowboys number. The 49ers have the Packers number. And the only thing, though, I look at is the 49ers secondary is not that great. So they can be exposed in the secondary. But it's going to be – can the Packers offensive line do it again and hold hold those boys off up front? And then you have a different dynamic with McCaffrey. So he's had some time to heal up. He had the injury. Uh, in the season, I think it was week 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's had some time to heal. You know, Debo and like how he liked to go off against Green Bay. And they're at home. So they're not in elements. So this is going to come down, I think, to San Francisco's secondary and Brock Purdy and how he plays. Does the moment get too big for him? Uh, since this is there's a lot of pressure on San Francisco especially how Green, how Green Bay played, but they do they did have time to scout Green Bay. As uh, Coach Shanahan mentioned, they started scouting them in the second quarter because the game was a blowout. He didn't say all that, but uh, so they have time. So this is San Francisco's game to lose, but I think the pressure is on San Francisco. Green Bay can go in there and play loose and – like I said, watch the secondary on San Francisco. They are not the greatest. And let me just ask this, Danny. What do the Dallas Cowboys do? McCarthy hasn't been fired yet. Mm-hmm. I would imagine Jerry Jones is kind of mulling some things over, possibly waiting to get an interview with uh, Belichick, possibly. Yep. Um, but – what I'm seeing, Danny, here, here's what I'm seeing in the NFL. I think there's a changing of the guard here. What I mean by that is you're now seeing uh, some of the older coaches retire or be removed. Pete Carroll, Belichick, almost time for McCarthy to go. Uh, and you're seeing uh, – I would even go into the college ranks. I mean, you're even seeing that with um, Alabama coach uh, Nick Saban retiring. I think – there's a changing of the guard, wide, a widespread change in the guard. And even at the quarterback position, I mean, let's look at it. Let's look at Jordan Love. I mean, I think you're really starting to see Stroud, C.J. Stroud. I think you're really starting to see a changing of the guard here. And McCarthy, man, I think he – him and Dan Quinn, that defense got torched. And Dan Quinn got outcoached. And I knew with McCarthy there weren't going to be any adjustments because, hell, he didn't make any adjustments when he was a Green Bay Packers coach. Yep. So I knew at a certain point there were not going to be any adjustments made. Maybe the Cowboys playing a little bit harder, but no adjustments, and that held true. So I think this is going to hurt Dan Quinn's opportunity or chance to get a head coaching position. Uh, I think McCarthy is done. I don't see any other team, not unless it's a bottom feeder team, you know, really uh, want McCarthy as a coach. What say you, Danny? Yeah, I think Dan Quinn's kind of flying under the radar a little bit throughout this whole ordeal because Dak and McCarthy are more or less taking the heat 
what happened on Sunday, but Dan Quinn's defense did nothing. Did absolutely nothing. And they were exposed, man. They mm-hmm. it looked like they weren't even prepared. Like he you talk about not making adjustments. They made the same plays were being run on them and they were not mm-hmm. you'd have thought they're they're playing it looked like zone. They would have switched to man or at least switched it up. And I don't know if he wasn't comfortable with doing that based on his personnel, but they're a really good defense all year. And for them to come up small, and I know Dan Quinn, since he was the Falcons coach, and sometimes the moment got too big for him. And uh, that looked like it, what happened on Sunday. So I still think Dan Quinn gets an opportunity just because um, his track record with Dallas and a team that's looking, he's a great defensive coordinator and he can change the defense. So if a team needs their defense revamped, he's the guy, but he better bring in a good OC because offense is not his thing. And as far as McCarthy, because he's had when he's, it's just, he can't win. He can't win the playoffs and that's huge. So if it's not Belichick, if it it has to be an upgrade. So if it's not Belichick, I don't know who it would be. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so if it's not Belichick, then I think he may have to stand pat, which is a shame on on that side because I don't see them moving forward with him. They'll be good in the regular season, like they like he did in Green Bay, but then falter in the playoffs. So we'll have to wait and see, man. This this rumor mill on the coaching side is getting hot, so we'll have to see what happens. I know I'm keeping an eye on it since my Falcons are a part of that <laughs> coaching search. So anything that happens, it sounds like Atlanta's trying to drive the ship with some of these coaches and see what they do. Danny, the other game uh, of interest, in my opinion, was that of the Lions and Rams. Uh, I would say this. The other games were pretty much blowouts. Uh, I knew Miami wasn't going to do a whole lot in that zero-degree weather uh, um, in Kansas City. Uh, And... The Texans, I thought actually that was going to be a closer game than what it was. 45-14, Texans blow them out. C.J. Stroud uh, has another uh, amazing game. Uh, But the one game that really stood out to me was that, again, that of the Lions and Rams, where the Lions finally host a playoff game. Uh, First of all, they're they're finally in the playoffs, first time in like close to 30 years, uh, let alone they're hosting one. And Jared Goff goes for 277 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. But it was just the fact that, man, it was good to have playoff football in Detroit once again. Uh, This was a game, a get-back game, if you will. Matthew Stafford comes back into Detroit, tries to do it up, 367 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, But this couldn't prevail, man, and, and Detroit does the thing. So... Uh, a great game. Uh, as far as divisional foes, and I said this before, as far as divisional foes, man, I have to say that my favorite one would be the Detroit Lions because they've been in, man, no man's land forever. Straight purgatory. <laughs> man, and it's good to at least give this to the fan base. Um, mm-hmm. Not give it, excuse me they've earned the right to be in the playoffs and by them earning the right to the playoffs, the fans can rejoice. So it was good to see that uh, in Detroit. 
What say you, Danny, about uh, the NFL playoffs this past weekend? Uh, Jason, a couple things. That Texans-Browns game was actually closer than it looked going into the second half. The Browns were trailing by 10. And then Joe Flacco, I said last show, he was due for a dud, and he threw two pick sixes. And they couldn't recover after that. So the game was over. Uh, but the Browns were moving the ball. It was just a shame to see them go out like that. And then as far as the Buffalo Bills and Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers uh, were actually they came back on the Buffalo Bills and were down a touchdown in the fourth quarter and just couldn't execute in the end. Um, so tough to, uh, tough to see Tomlin and the Steelers go out. They didn't have T.J. Watt, which was huge, but they at, at least gave a fight. Uh, uh, so they're out. Philadelphia, you talk about laying a dud. <laughs> that was hard to watch. You know, congrats to the Buccaneers, but man, Philadelphia, you talk about some decisions that need to be made. They were at 10 and 1 at one point, and to finish the way they did, and the guys, it just didn't look like they're giving, you know, maximum effort. The defense wasn't tackling. Offense looked all out of sorts. So Nick Sirianni, I think, is on the hot seat as well. And then as far as the Dolphins, Chiefs, yeah, that cold. <laughs> Miami <laughs> that one didn't want any of that. And Kansas City took care of business. And then that last game, Detroit Rams, I thought was the game of the weekend. Uh, that was a great game. And there were some decisions that McVay, especially in that fourth quarter where he could have went for it, and he didn't, and which ended up costing the Rams uh, ultimately the game. So congratulations to Detroit. And they get to host another home game this week. Thank you for joining us at That Porch Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.